Hey, how's everybody doing? Welcome to the third episode of What's What with Wyatt Wilkes. Today we got Trent Forrest on. I'm really looking forward to it. I've had a lot of people ask to hear from him and get him on the podcast, so uh, that's what I'm doing. I'm getting him on. It should be a great show. I think we're going to have a great time, and uh, let's get this thing started. Trent Forrest, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, I'm good. It's good to see you. It's nice to have you on here. You have no idea how many people have asked me to get you on here. Yeah, of course. I mean, anything for my man's Wyatt. Yeah, well, it's a, it's, it's a good thing we're, we're boys. Sorry, I'm <laughs> my phone there for a second. Um, so I just wanted to start out a little bit with, uh, you know, you just growing up, uh, you're from Chipley. A lot of people don't know where Chipley is. I didn't know where Chipley was, and I'm from Florida. How how was that growing up in just such a such a small area? Um, I'll say it's different, definitely. I mean, most guys come from bigger cities, or I mean, if you're from Florida, you really don't have too many athletes come from like the Panhandle or like Northwest Florida. So, I mean, it was just different in the fact that. I was really one of the only ones that was kind of coming out of my area during that time. I mean, Chipley is only like 3,000 people in the whole whole town. I mean, the high school, everybody is combined. It's basically, I wouldn't say one big building, but I mean, the middle school and high school are combined together. So, I mean, everybody's kind of right there. The schools are kind of all in the same area. Um, everybody knows everybody, so I mean, you can't really get away with anything. yeah, you can't get away with nothing. So I mean, you go anywhere, somebody knows your mom, who knows their older sister, who knows somebody else's cousin. So I mean, it's it's a good neighborhood to grow up in. I mean, the people there are are good people. So it was fun growing up there. Not to mention your mother's a pastor, so... Yeah, which doesn't make it any easier because everybody knows know who she is. I mean, she pastors and she works at the state job there, which is the Department of Transportation, so she knows everybody from parents to cousins to whoever it is. They know her in some aspect. Golly, see, I had a similar situation. My mother was a teacher at Winter Park. Yeah. So in Winter Park, high school has a ton of kids that go there. So she she sees everybody. She knows a ton of ton of parents. If I was ever doing anything, it, you know, it, she was she was gonna know about yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Know, um, do you do you think growing up in such a small you know community affected you basketball wise? Like, do you think if you'd played somewhere else, you'd be a different player? Like, how do you feel about mm-hmm. that? I mean, you're always curious, but. I don't think it really would have changed much besides just the competition that I was playing against. But I felt like, I mean, if I could play, I could play. And that's one thing that the coaches here at Florida State were recruiting me. They told me that, like, we're not worried about you playing against bigger schools or better competition. I mean, we, we've seen basketball for many years. We know that you can play, and it doesn't matter that um playing against kind of weaker competition. But that's why... I, I mean, when I went to my AAU tournaments, I tried to make the most of it because that's when the, my opportunity presented itself to play against the best, and I feel like I did a good job at that, just being able to get ranked and stuff. I mean, being ranked pretty high in the state and in the country. So, 
I mean, just off of that, I feel like it really didn't matter because at the same time, like I said, if you could play, the coaches were going to find you. So it really didn't bother me either way. I was just sometimes I would just be curious about, I mean, you just ask yourself, like, what if I would have went somewhere else? So besides that, I mean, it really didn't affect me in any way. Yeah, I don't think it's too big of a deal. Yeah. Um, I think it's a big, a bigger deal in AAU. Yeah, I think definitely. It helps a lot if you're playing on a circuit or just a place where you can get in front of coaches. Yeah. But in high school, it's it's more about, uh, like, the team. Yeah, definitely, you know, so. definitely. AAU is a big part. I mean, if it wasn't for AAU, I'm pretty sure my story would probably be a lot different, but... Like you said, I mean, if you, you get on a good AAU circuit with the Nike uh, Under Armour or Adidas, I mean, I feel like you'll do pretty good no matter where you're from. Um, the, the FSU coaches, they're, I think they're pretty good at finding diamonds yeah, in the rough. Definitely. I mean, definitely. Devin last year, nobody knew who Devin was. Exactly. He came in and just prospered. Exactly. You know, that was... That was a, a big surprise for some people. I don't think it was as much of a surprise for people that had been in the program where saw him in preseason and everything. You know, he's he's a great player. Exactly. Um, what what were some of the, like the main things that you know brought you to FSU that got you to come here? Like, who uh, who were your other offers? Um, I had Stanford, Texas Tech, Texas A and M, Georgia Tech. I mean, it was schools from kind of just all over, scattered around Vanderbilt. Um, I mean, that was most of most of the ones that were kind of recruiting me hard. Miami, of course, a lot of the Florida schools. Um, Florida was until they kind of went in that transition from Billy Donovan, kind of. So I really wasn't getting recruited because they didn't have a coach. So. I mean, that was kind of the only school that I would say that kind of didn't recruit me. I mean, other yeah, than that, that. The same thing happened to me. When, when yeah. Billy left, uh, it was kind of a in-between time, and then kind of other schools really jumped on a lot harder. Yeah. It just kind of faded, you know? Yeah, definitely. I mean, with the coach they have now actually recruited my godbrother to Louisiana Tech, which is the school he was at before Florida. And he was recruiting me there, but he knew it was no chance I was probably coming there just from how I was playing on the circuit and things. But, I mean, if I would have known he was getting the job at Florida, I feel like my recruitment probably would have been a little different. I probably would have waited because, I mean, he even told me, like, he would have recruited me or whatever. But, I mean, Florida State, it was just a good school. The coaches were good, had a good relationship with them. I mean, they were easy to relate to. I mean, with Coach Ham, kind of his gospel thing, and then my mom being a preacher, so they kind of connected instantly. And then, I mean, just see why Coach Gates, all those guys just made it feel like family here. It is, it is a family. It's, definitely. It's unbelievable. Yeah, definitely. I, 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 don't, I can't say it enough. <laughs> you know, like when I had Terrence on, we're talking about the same thing, and it's, it really is. It's a, it's a family atmosphere. Yeah. I, you know, you feel like you feel like you're related to these people. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's exactly. the closest team and coaching staff and, and just with teammates. It's the closest I've ever been on, ever seen. Yeah, for it's sure. Wild. Do, do you have any uh, crazy crazy recruiting stories, anything that a coach said? or We don't have to name schools or anything, but, you uh, know. <laughs> I really don't. I mean, most of mine were, I mean, pretty honest. I mean, they really didn't do too much. Um, I mean... I really didn't even take that many visits. To be honest, Florida State was really the only school that I officially visited. I mean, I went to a couple other schools just on unofficials, but 
this was the only school I really came to. So, I mean, I really didn't have no crazy stories like that. I had a, a coach who stopped me after a game in an AAU tournament and said that and asked me, basically challenged me to a game of one-on-one. And so, like it was like we can find yeah. a gym here, like somewhere around here. Like, if if I beat you in a one on one, you have to commit to my school. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I'm allowed to be talking to you right now. <laughs> it was it was really weird, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I've had honestly, I had weirder like AAU experiences than yeah. recruiting. I feel like some people have some really weird recruiting experiences. Um. I'm sure there, especially when it comes to like these top recruits. I mean, no telling what goes on. I mean, I feel like there's some crazy stuff that happens. Oh yeah, I'm. I'm not even going to try to get into that. <laughs> um, so, how, how's your foot? I know uh, you had surgery and you've been out for a little bit. You coming back? How is it? Uh, it's been going good. I mean, it's just stressful a little bit, not being able to work out with the team and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, it's it's honestly been going good. I mean, our trainers have done a good job just getting my strength back in my foot. I mean, I kind of had it wrapped up for almost three months. So, I mean, it, it's just it's healing the right way. I mean, I'm progressing at the rate I should be. So, I mean, coming back in the fall, I mean, I should be full force and ready to go. I think a lot of people didn't don't realize that you played – most of last season with that injury yeah it was crazy I don't I mean a lot of people when the doctors did the surgery they kind of showed me the pictures after they were like I must have a high 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 pain tolerance because there's like no way I should have been playing with how bad the my cartilage had tore on my toe so it, it was crazy I mean I don't know how I got through it honestly so it, it's just it's crazy how it happened yeah, that was one of the that was very impressive. Just especially that last game. Yeah, I know you were in some pain. You were carrying us there. Uh, last season, I tell a lot of people uh, my freshman year when we made it to the Sweet Sixteen, uh, or the Elite Eight. I mean, we were we were healthy, but we weren't ready to win. Yeah, and last year we weren't healthy but we were ready to win yeah and that was very unfortunate with phil and, phil and, dave. and dave yeah and we just weren't 100 percent. anthony was sick before that last game yep. your toe was killing you we we just weren't we weren't 100 percent, and that that really hurt us yeah, hurt us bad hurt you know, us bad it's, it's one it's just one of those things though you know yeah. it, it can't be helped um so I got a I got a couple like just like random questions for you. All right. <laughs> and uh, just just to you know see see what you gotta see what you gotta say about them. Um, I kind of just do random stuff for for every different guest. Just yeah. try to implement a couple different th- different things that I think people will think is interesting and that I think is interesting. Um, so this this first question is, why do you think most people fail? In general, it doesn't have to be sports related. Yeah. Just in general, why do you think? Like a lot of people mm-hmm. just just fail. Um, I feel like they don't understand. I would say probably the process. Like anything that's good or anything you want to be successful in is gonna take time. I mean, of course we all we want everything to happen right away. But I mean, if you don't fail once, then you might as well keep trying. I mean, eventually you're gonna get it. So I feel like that's why I just. 
they feel like failure, they take it as, I mean, a defeat. Like, there's no chance of me getting it at all, which isn't really the case. I mean, you should be able to learn from your failures, honestly, to propel you forward, I feel like. So that's what really makes you better. And I mean, that's part of the process of succeeding. I mean, if you look at it in sports, I just say, for example, I mean, we can take my freshman year, we we made it to the tournament essentially, but we had probably one of the best teams ever on paper in Florida State history. We failed. We didn't make it to where we wanted to be. We come right back the next year. We do even better. We make it to the Elite Eight. So it's, it's just like people sometimes, they don't want to go through the same thing over and over again before they finally get the results. And I mean, all like I said, all good things take time, whether it's a year, I mean, a couple months or whatever. I mean, it's, that's just a part of the process of being successful. I think a lot of people don't really know how to push themselves. Yeah, exactly. I think that's one of the main things. And I'm, you know, and I've, I'm not sitting here saying I've never failed before. Yeah. I'm, I've failed plenty of times. But I think there's something to be said for, at, like, after you fall down, like, how do you get yeah, back up? Exactly. Do, you, do you just drag yourself up off the floor or do you, are you jumping back up to try to go at it again? Yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I think that's one of the, the biggest things, especially with, with like younger kids nowadays. Like I, I think I see, I feel like I see it a lot with a lot of younger kids. They, they've never, they never pushed themselves. They've never really worked, worked hard, you know? And I think that's a big problem, not just with basketball, but with, you know, with life. And that's very true, especially with this generation. They're, they're, I would say, raised a little different. I mean, everybody kind of wants things that's handed to them. And we all know that in life, you can't get everything handed to you. I mean, with social media, I mean, it's a lot that the new generation coming up, that's not going to help them be successful. No, I, I don't know about your parents, but my parents made me do everything yeah. myself. <laughs> exactly. I, it was... And, Commitment was a big thing also. Once I committed to something, I was sticking with it. Yeah. There was no... there. Was, quitting was not a word that was used. <laughs> that was... I would say I, my family is prejudiced against quitters. <laughs> Let me tell you. It is... I mean, I have follow-through tattooed on my forearm for a reason. Yeah. yeah that's... I, I mean, I, I would say that's what I'm most thankful for my parents for, is yeah. just teaching me that lesson, you know? And... Uh, I think a lot of people could use it. <laughs> they really could. They really could. What do you, what do you, what, what's one thing that you wish you knew when you first got here that you know now? Mm. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, I would say probably just understanding my role I would say that's probably one thing I wish I would have known coming in I mean the coaches kind of told me like I would have the chance to start or whatever but just like understanding how important it is to know your role and how important that is to making your team be as best as possible I mean coming in when you have high recruits coming in of course they want to play I mean, you have people back home kind of saying stuff to them about why you're not playing, why you're not getting more minutes, things like that. So I would say just understanding that it's okay just to be the best person in your role. And I feel like that would have helped me a lot coming in if I would have known that 
just from my times over college, just seeing how how important it is to play your role. I think that's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't I don't even have anything really to add on to it. I mean, you kind of just wrapped that all up right there. I think that's definitely that's definitely one of the hardest things, especially for freshmen. Yeah, definitely. Because definitely. At, at this level, everyone has been the best player on their team. Exactly. If not the best, I mean, if not the best player, you were on a great team. One of the best players. So when you come in, you already have even the nicest person, the nicest guy, most relaxed person, they have an ego. Everybody 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 does. does. Everybody does. I think the people that are successful are the people that can check that and pay their dues and and work work hard and work well inside their role. Those are the people that prosper in the end. Exactly. And that's kind of just going back to that process thing. People don't want to they don't want to take the time to go through through the time where they have to play that role. And that's kind of in basketball, especially a lot is why people don't make it. I mean, they don't want to spend that time where they have to pay their dues to work their way up. I mean, it's college has a lot, a lot of good players. I mean, coming in as a freshman, you have to beat out seniors, juniors, people that that's been there and uh, that's People that are hungry exactly uh, everybody wants to get to the next level whether it's overseas or in the nba and i mean you you really have to pay your dues so that you can work your way up i mean it's it may happen in a year for some people it may happen over three years it may happen in your senior year so i mean that, that's definitely the truth just understanding your role and also compare I think comparing yourself to people that's something that you can't do because you everyone's cannot. everyone's journey is different it's very different so very you, you different. might see a guy you know playing you know college across the country and he's playing 25 minutes a game and you're playing 10 and you're going why well I'm I was better than him in high school why am I not playing <laughs> that's uh that's one way to really throw yourself so off mentally especially in the especially somewhere like Florida State where it's more of a family kind of win by committee type of team you can mess up a lot for yourself if you you start comparing yourself like you said i mean it's crazy honestly you you try to compare yourself to other players that's not even in the same system you don't have the same coaches things like that but i think that's one thing that makes our our program great though yeah for sure the, for sure especially the past 3 years i would say 2 3 years just a willingness to give to our teammates and and receive from our teammates is fantastic. Definitely. I feel like that's what's making us so successful. And, I mean, just successful for the players that's leaving our program, too. I mean, that's why I have so much faith in the coaches. I feel like just from understanding my role and just playing my part and understanding that my journey is going to be different from from Wyatt's journey. Wyatt's journey is going to be different from Terrence. I mean, feed – Fee's journey was different from Jonathan Isaac. Jonathan Isaac was one and done, and Fee, Fee kind of used that as his fuel. And, I mean, his journey was he was going to take that red shirt freshman year, get better, and then second year nobody thought Fee would even be thought of to get drafted, and now he's in the NBA. So it's, it's different for every person. Yeah, Fee, Fee worked really, did. really hard. He did. It was crazy. It was I, crazy. Most people that are listening to this, they don't get to see the behind the scenes. They don't get to see the hours in the gym. And I, I just want to tell everybody right now, 
That guy worked so hard. Dude, I live with him. He had meals prepped. He was like he tra- he ate super clean. <laughs> he was constantly worried about being in shape. Definitely. Always in the gym. It was it was just really inspiring to see. And our boys are working in the they summer are, league. They are going stupid. They've Terrence, been... Terrence. We all we all knew we all knew Terrence could do that. Yeah. But to actually see him do that was just extremely exciting. Yeah, those guys are playing amazing right now in summer league. I mean, I'm really ready for the season already for them guys. I mean... Well, that trade. Yeah, exactly. Their the, team is going to be crazy. NBA, or the NBA uh, uh, free agency was crazy. Yeah, this year is definitely probably... I would say probably top three free agencies ever, if not one. It's, I think it's the best one... That maybe we've lived through. See, it definitely, yeah. it definitely Or at least is. remembered. It definitely is. I don't think it'll be another free agency that that kind of goes down like this. I mean, just from superstars teaming up to OKC getting basically half the draft in the first round of these next couple years. They, do you see how many picks they have? Yo, it is ridiculous. For the next five years, they have like three like first round picks. Which is ridiculous. It's insane. It's three picks a year. <laughs> it's nuts. They're, they're in full rebuild. Yeah, mode, they though. definitely are. I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I'm sure they'll probably try to use some of those picks to probably get a big free agent next couple years. But, I mean, with a small market, it's going to be hard. I mean... But it's much easier for a big market team to, to pull in free agents yeah. and just turn it around real quick. quick yeah. But like, I mean, like the Lakers, look what the Lakers it did. They, they turned it around in a year, a pretty year. much. <laughs> pretty real. much a year. For real. Uh, at one point, they had what, three guys on their roster. During, during the free during agency, the they had LeBron, LeBron AD, and, and Kyle Kuzma. Kuzma. Which is crazy. Three dudes. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. Who do you got winning this year? Ah. <sighs> I have to go with one of the L.A. teams, um, either the Clippers or the Lakers. I feel like whoever whoever comes out of that West, out of those two, I feel like have a have a good shot of winning the whole thing. Um, the East, they, they're taking a hit right now. I mean, they still have good players. They have Giannis and Kyrie, uh, Kemba, but with KD being out this year, it's going to definitely be kind of just up in the air. Philadelphia has a good team, but... Just with the guys in LA, with who they have, it's, it's gonna be hard to beat those guys. Yeah, what do you think? What do you think about Houston? Houston, um, I love it. Honestly, um, I'm a little biased because I'm a Westbrook fan, so um, definitely pulling for those guys. If if the Clippers or Lakers don't win, that would definitely be my next pick to win the national or the NBA title. So I, I like what they're doing. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how it works out. Um, I mean, the guys, they played together, Russ and Harden, they played together in OKC, but... That's, you know, why, that's why I'm not worried about yeah, it as I'm much. I'm not worried about the chemistry part of it as much, just as how they're just going to figure out how to kind of, I guess, the dynamic of who's going to dominate the ball or who's going to come off the two. But I mean, I feel like those guys are inter- interchangeable at the one and the two, so it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I feel like on both sides of it, Russ, Russ upgraded. I mean, outside of Paul George, just the role players that he's going to be around now. James Harden, he upgraded. I mean, with Chris Paul and Russ, I mean, right now, I mean, Chris Paul is kind of on the downhill of his career, and Russ is right there in his prime. So I feel like it's a win-win for both sides. Those guys have shooters all around. They have a good big with Capella. 
So I feel like themselves, they're going to be able to compete really well in the West as long as they just kind of figure out the dynamic of who's going to have the ball when the game's on the line, just kind of things like that, or who has it going the most. And if they can figure that out, I feel like they'll have a real good year. I think I think if Westbrook shoots well, yeah, they're going to be really, really, really hard to beat. Definitely. If he shoots well. Because yeah. the past couple of years, mostly yes. last year, yeah, he's, 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 had a a, he's had a rough go of it yeah. uh, shooting-wise. But I think as, as long as he's shooting well – they're going to be winning games, and it's hard to not like each other when, exactly. when you're winning games. Winning. Yeah, that's – I mean, <laughs> we, we know <laughs> it's – when you're, when you're losing, it's easy it's to easy find things. It's easy to get off. Yeah, but – It's um, easy to get distracted. How do you – I got a couple questions from uh, people that – for for some of you that don't know, I have been bombarded with people. <laughs> Asking me to get Trent on the podcast from the very beginning when I said that I had a podcast, <laughs> Trent was probably the most requested. So I'm gonna I got a couple questions for him. How do you see your game transitioning from college to the pros, whether it be overseas or the NBA? Mm, I say I see it transitioning well, honestly, just with how the league is going with bigger guards, um, kind of can. Guard, kind of guard one through four, things like that. Just being able to attack and transition and just with the style of play that's going on in the NBA now, I feel like it fits perfectly with more space and more, more I guess, areas to drive. I feel like that kind of fits my game perfectly, just continue to improve my jump shot. And I feel like my game's going to fit well, whether it's overseas or in the NBA, I mean, with both, I'm, I'm a smart guy, IQ kind of always been an IQ type of guy. So I feel like that's just going to help me a lot, excel and knowing how to get to my spots. Um, being able to get downhill is just what I do. And I feel like with more space, it's going to be just hard to contain someone when they're coming full speed at you and you don't have, have as much help side defense as you do in college basketball. I mean, we're already starting to see another move the linebacker. Yeah, I know exactly. you haven't uh, been able to fully practice yet but I mean I see it just as especially even shooters yeah. you, know, you have so much more time if yeah. the guy's on the lane line you get that skip, skip pass, pass. It's, it's that that extra you know foot and a half or whatever it is that's a big difference that's a big difference, a big difference. yeah so um, it's, it's a whole lot easier to get into the paint kick, like kick outs, kick outs everything it exactly. makes everything easier except for defense exactly. defense is a whole lot tougher defense is going to be interesting to see this year in college of basketball I mean, like you said, closing out from that lane line to the three point line—that's a far run for somebody trying to close out. To it's not two steps. Shot. It's not two steps anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not as a good three or four steps. Especially, uh, I mean, guys are—I I personally, I can shoot from you know yeah. foot and have two feet even farther back from yeah. the, the new line exactly. without without much issue. So if I'm catching it back there, you're I mean, the line's already moved back. If I'm moving back even more, that's even a longer, longer closeout. Line, exactly. It's a major advantage major for the offensive advantage. players. Which I think I mean, personally I think that's what college basketball wants. Yeah. I think they want more scoring, they yeah, want more most. dunks. Exactly. It's a business business move for them. I mean, I feel like it's definitely gonna take the scores up a lot, a lot. I mean, I don't feel like it's gonna be too many low scoring games I feel like it's going to affect a lot of teams too like Virginia who likes to play pack line they run across teams that are really shooting the ball really well it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of 
if they change their defense or if they stick to it. So it's definitely going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see, especially help side. Yeah, that's for sure. that's the big thing I think for me. I think people are still going to be able to be in the gaps. Yeah, and play on-ball defense, even if you want to hang back or pressure, whatever you want to do with it. But the help side defense, are you sending a guy to midline? Are you sending a guy to the middle of the paint when the so ball is in the corner? Exactly. Because that skip pass to the opposite wing or opposite corner is going to be a long, long closeout. Long it's going to take a long time. <laughs> so uh, it, it'll just be interesting to see. I think I think our defense is suited for anything, that any rule change. I think yeah. just the way we play. Uh, I don't think it's really going to affect us too much. No, nah, not at all. Uh, and, and not at all. We're so adaptable. We'll, we'll get used to it. Yeah. Um, okay. Next question. Uh, how do you think? Or I'm sorry, that's the wrong wrong thing. I'm reading. Um, where do you think FSU will be at by the end of the year this year? And what are your predictions for March Madness? Um, I mean, I see us definitely being in the tournament again. For the, I guess this would be fourth straight year. So I definitely see us in the tournament making it to the final four, honestly. Um, I feel like we had the players to do it. We have the athletes. We kind of have everything we need just as long as our guys just get the experience part of it. If they get that down, then we'll be pretty fine. I feel like we'll have a good year. Um, as far as just March Madness as a whole, I mean, there's a lot of good teams this year. I mean, Michigan State, they have a lot of good guys coming back. Uh, Kentucky, they have majority, or I would say majority of kind of the class that they had last year that came in. Those guys are coming back with Ashton and uh, Nick Richards, all those guys. So they'll be pretty good. And, I mean, you always have the teams that kind of surprise people. So it's just going to be interesting to kind of see what, what happens. But I definitely – I mean, I see our us being right there in the mix at the end of the March Madness. I see Michigan State. Uh, it's just a lot of good teams out there. Tennessee, they'll be pretty good again. So it's going to be interesting. When I when I first committed, I did an interview where I said that if I every single year I expected to win the national championship. Yeah, and people definitely. literally. I I can't even explain. I got a lot. Like I I got destroyed <laughs> in my DMs by people just. <laughs> laughing at me and saying that I was nuts and that we were a football school and yeah. yada, yada, yada. And we made the Elite Eight my first year. We made Sweet 16 last year. And personally, I think we should have won it. And I have no less of expectations Exactly, at all. And that's, I mean, you've seen the growth just over the years of Florida State with how they're transitioning. I mean, the basketball team has been kind of on the rise since since Terrence and Chris and Dwayne Bacon, those guys' class came in. Just basketball has basically just took off at Florida State, especially with the football team kind of having a down year the past couple years. So basketball here, the people are definitely starting to notice and getting that national national uh, recognition that they need. It's also been become something that people enjoy Going to going groups to, yeah. and everybody gets together and they say, "All right, we're gonna go to the basketball game tonight." That I don't think that used to it definitely you know. not definitely. I mean, when I used to come to on my visits, this was, I mean, 2015, 2016. I mean, the stands, the gym was totally different. The environment was different. I mean, now we have even on our non-conference or games where it's not that big we still have like pretty good crowds the students come out like you said the fans come out I mean when I was coming to watch some of their games when I was still in high school it wasn't like that the student section would be empty 
I mean, it will only be a couple students in the student section. So it's, it's definitely changed here. Yeah, it's exciting. I think a lot of people, not not just us, but I think a lot of fans are excited, especially some diehard fans. Yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to the Joneses. They sit yeah. up right right in the corner behind the bench. They, uh, I've known them since I was being recruited. Uh, For real. I, I met them. I met them while uh, sitting at like sitting at one of the games, and uh, they they were telling me how they'd been coming to games for like twenty five years, and they. They they've been here since when when we were up when we were down. They remember the yeah. final four year. They, I mean, it just all this stuff, and they were talking about how they wanted you know the basketball team to become this bigger a bigger thing like in the community and all yeah, these different for things. Sure. It's, and it's crazy how 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 much they pour into the pro the basketball program. It is crazy. I mean, you hear a lot of crazy stories with. The people that how long they've been around Coach Ham and around this team, it, it really is amazing. Coach Ham, Coach Ham is he he knows everybody and everybody he knows everybody and everybody knows him. I'll I'll meet some guy like at a gas station halfway home to Orlando <laughs> and he'll he'll see me with an FSU short, shirt on and be like, oh my gosh, I Coach Ham and I went to this. Yeah. I met him. Way back twenty it years ago, crazy. all these different things. It's it's kind of like having my mom work at the high school. <laughs> For real, everybody knows Coach Ham. I'm, I'm not doing anything. Him. It really is crazy. Uh, I have a couple. All right, so I went I went to a couple guys on the team, and I got I got some quotes from them. And you have to about you. They tried to give me some different quotes, but I, I said it had to be about you. And you have to try to guess who gave you who gave, who gave, the quote. Who gave me the quote for this. Uh, all right, so you get three guesses. If you get them all wrong, I'll, I'll just go ahead and. All right. I think one of them's. I think you might be able to get the other ones. I, I'm not sure. So the, the first one is <laughs> Trent's the greatest at everything he does on and off the court. Um, Harrison. Bang! Number one, you got it. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, Just first try. Like I, I, I think that that was the easy one. I think he uh, he definitely knew you were gonna get that one <laughs> for for a fact. Um, the second one is Trent leads by example on and off the court. A true role model that does their th- does things the right way. Mm. That's pretty generic. Yeah, that's very generic. Uh. I feel like it's probably one of the new guys. Um, my, I mean, my guess would be probably Patrick or Tahans. Nope. Uh, Semi-new. Let's go with that. I'll give you a hint. Semi-new. Uh, Devin? Ah, close. It was Malik. Uh, yeah, Malik, he, he wasn't giving any hints. Harrison was having more <laughs> fun with it. Um, all right. The last one is... He has a type of personality that makes everybody want to trust him and work hard for him because you know he's working hard for you. That's pretty. It's pretty. That's a pretty nice thing to say about yeah, somebody, right there. It is. Um, MJ. No. Was it you? No. Uh, Looks like me though. He looks like oh Will Mouse. Yeah, <laughs> there you that, go. That, that yeah, Will said it. See, I just uh, not only did I want to have a little bit of fun, but I just kind of wanted to illustrate to everybody just the type of leader Trent is and <laughs> what a great guy he is. No, seriously, I'm, I'm having you on here not not just because people wanted me to, because I just want to hear what you had to say. Yeah, you're, you're great. I, I can see you're a great friend of mine and uh, you're a great leader and. 
we can't wait to have you back on the court and you know just get the season rolling definitely for sure we're for uh sure. about out of time we gotta practice in a little bit i gotta go grab something to eat yeah same. Um, thanks for coming on man i really oh, enjoyed of it course. i think of course, uh, bro. i think everybody else did <laughs> so this has been episode number three of what's what with wyatt wilkes thank you guys for tuning in I don't know who I am going to have on next week because that's just what I do. Uh, kind of whatever I want. This is my show, and uh, that's how it works. Have a good one, everybody.